0: Welcome to the Reno Storytellers podcast. In this episode of the Reno Storytellers Project, Israel Borokini shows us how a scenic hike filled with deep conversation can suddenly turn into an emergency. So this happened in July 2013. About 30 friends of mine that were doing a training together here in Reno, we decided to go. For a road trip, and then we just went down 395 south. We got all the way to Mammoth Lakes. So we decided to camp there, and the following morning, on Saturday morning, I said, "What are we gonna do today? Let's go hike the Lake Crystal Trail." And it was so beautiful. So we decided to go for it. It was, and when we got there, we had this guy, the tour guide, gave us like um, some information. This is going to be about four hours hike up the mountains, the elevation gain is high, I hope you guys are ready for it. Yeah, let's go, let's do it! We're all excited, you know, all this um, testosterone bump among guys, and, and anyway, so we decided to go for it, and then we just started, and then one thing about me is I I love to hike. Um, I'm a PhD student in in UNR right now, and I'm studying plant ecology. I wanted to do laboratory work. I mean, my professor wanted me to do laboratory work. I said, I am not so much interested in pipetting chemicals, wearing lab coats, doing the same thing over and over again, boring thing. I want to go out there. I want to go connect with nature, go hiking, go doing stuff. So I switched from doing some lab work to plant ecology studies, and I just love it. And so this day, we were just there. We were all going hiking, and then we were just going and hiking up there. And naturally, when I, when I hike, I love to do it alone because I'll be able to reflect, think stop, smell the roses, move on, stop a little bit, grab a snack bar, and so on and so forth. But this time around, the lady stopped, was walking with me, and she was like, hey, let's talk about research. And we we're just talking about research, chatting, and talking about science. And we got to this T-junction, and we just kept walking. And naturally, when I get to a T-junction, I will look back so I can have a visual memory of how it will look like when I'm returning. But that day, I did not because I was so much deeply engrossed in the conversation. <laughs> and that will be the greatest mistake of that trip. <laughs> <laughs> so, and, but I tell you what, the hike was awesome. You know, if you have been to Mammoth Lake, this particular trail, you have, you got to, it's a, you, it, the elevation gate is so high, but you have, you got to, at some point, you walk under a waterfall, though small, but you got to walk under it, and then you see this beautiful lake judge on the way, which is just like a, a preface to what you see later on at the end of the trail, so beautiful, glassy crystal lake. And then at the end of the trail is Lake Crystal, which is so big, Alpine Lake, so amazing. And I tell you what, in 2013, we still have drought in California and Nevada, but (laughs) at that time, there was snow in the mountain. It was so beautiful view to see at that time. And and there were still skiers going up and down the mountains at that time. So it was so beautiful. So it was totally worth it, but it was very challenging. The the granite outcrops, the the steep terrain is so steep. And then at some point, mile after mile, after about half an hour, you began to see 30 people that started the trip drop to like 25, like to 20. And some, ah, I got to stop. Oh, I'm hungry. Um... And then people just started dropping little by little, one by one, including the lady that was chatting with me. (laughs) And then at the end of the trail, it was just four of us, three boys and one girl. And it was around 2.30. We started the trip around 11.30 a.m. And then we got to the end of the trail around 2.30. And then we were like, hey, wait a minute. We're supposed to run the ball back at the uh, the trailhead at 4 p.m. We got to run quick because we have some other things to do at the, for the rest of the evening. So the other two guys, they just dashed off and they were walking so fast. They wanted to get back to the trailhead on time. And this girl told me that, oh, I had a kneecap injury so I can't walk downhill quickly. <laughs> so uh, I had to, like, should I follow these other guys and move on fast or should I stay with her, and walk with her. I was like, um, I can't leave her alone here, right? Let me just walk with her. I don't care what the other guys will say. So I just walked down slowly with her, and then we got to the (laughs) T-junction. When we got to the T-junction, I was like, "Uh uh-oh. Should we turn right, or should we go left? And then she was like, You make the decision, I don't want to make any decision. (laughs) And then, and the funny thing, I come from Nigeria, right? And in Nigeria, there's some of these funny, unwritten laws and culture that the left represents bad omen and the right represents good omen. In fact, if you eat with left or you write with left, your parents will force you to change it to right. And so I, I, I brought that into play. I was like, left is bad omen. Let's go right. Let's go right. <laughs> and we went, to we just, and she was like, right, let's go. And she just followed me and we just went for it. And then we continued walking downhill for like one and a half hours. And I was like, I think we're on the wrong track. (laughs) And the girl said, let's continue. As long as we don't get out of the trail, it will lead us somewhere. Let's just keep going. I said, okay, all right, let's keep going. (laughs) And then we just kept going for another one hour. And then it was getting dark. It was around 5.30 p.m., but being, walking under the dense forest canopy it was already getting dark and it was getting cold and I was like, are we going to spend the night in the middle of nowhere, no sleeping gear, no warm clothing, no food and then the reality of fear of bears, of mountain lions <laughs> of of, of what else of Sasquatch Bigfoot (laughs) (laughs) oh my goodness and to make matters very unfortunate the girl that was chatting with me that made me forget my daily routine was not there with me she had left so I was like so I have to suffer this alone (laughs) while you are the one that distracted me (laughs) So, so I told this girl after about two hours of, two and a half hours of wandering in the, um, on the trail, please, let's go back. She said, okay, yes, let's go back. <laughs> and then, already we were exhausted, we were tired, we were stressed, we were hungry, we were hungry, and then we get to start walking uphill again for another two and a half hours. And then she was now telling me, you know, you have some snacks in your bag, right? Don't finish it. We might need it later tonight. And maybe we can grab some leaves and make some fire or something. She was already picturing in her mind of how we are going to survive overnight. And we just kept walking and walking. And then eventually around 7.30 p.m., we got to the T-junction again, and then we turn left. this yeah. <laughs> And not quite long after that, I met our friends. They were already combing the area, yelling our names, shouting. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, oh, yeah, they are alive. We found them. Yeah. And then they told us, they called 911, the 911 had already scrambled a chopper to come and start looking for us, the search and rescue are on their way, I said, well, you better call them back. <laughs> <laughs> so they did, and then they, <laughs> and then they, all, they got all of us back to, the, to our campsite where we were camping, and then they threw a small campfire party for the two of us that were lost and now found. Uh, <laughs> And we get to tell our story of what happened, what we were doing, what we were thinking, and we just chatted and joked about it. But the moral of the story is that um, no matter what, don't leave your partner behind. This podcast was produced by the Reno Gazette Journal. I'm Mike Higdon. Thanks for listening to the Reno Storytellers Project.